Live life at your pace. Click the banner or go to visitwilliamsburg.com to discover how. Because here in Williamsburg, life moves at one pace, yours. Scramble through our world-class golf courses or shop your way through the square. Be one with nature as you hike or bike through our parks and trails or hunker down at one of our breweries. And when it's time to eat, be sure to bite into our eclectic food scene. It's all waiting for you in Williamsburg. Book your trip today and live life at your pace. Hello, Los Angeles. Welcome to Love It or Leave It, live or else it's going to be a doozy of a show this week. We found the script in an envelope marked classified behind the toilet in Biden's favorite Amtrak car. (laughs) Holmes is here and they're going to help us present the Ussie Awards. It's tough to say. Zach Reno and Jess McKenna will regale us with some musical improv. Michelle Hurd takes on a certain Prince of Wales. More like fails? No, he's great. We love him. He's fine. Very little over Sherry. The LA Times' Julia Wick takes us on a scandal-ridden tour of this fair city and the first rant wheel of the year. But first, let's get into it. What a week. In a classic political whoopsie-daisy, President Biden's personal lawyers found a small number of classified documents dating from his time in the Obama administration at his former office space in D.C. Just once I wish we could have a president who was strong enough to resist the intoxicating allure of documents. (laughs) The papers were turned over to the National Archives immediately and are now under review by the Justice Department, or they will be as soon as they get the old man smell out of them. (laughs) Kind of let him air out. Donald Trump, who famously stole classified documents and then refused to cooperate with the National Archives, wrote on True Social, when is the FBI going to raid the many houses of Joe Biden, perhaps even the White House? These documents were definitely not declassified. And when is Joe going to have to shortly thereafter be forced to attend Tiffany Trump's wedding? (laughs) And then on Wednesday, we learned that Biden aides reportedly found at least one other batch of classified documents at another location. It says here that the second location was... um, Hunter Biden's art studio? That stinks. That's not good. The White House subsequently put out a statement acknowledging that they found a couple more docs, no big deal, at Biden's garage in Delaware. That's strange, said the president. I would never would leave them in my house. Usually I forget them on the train. (laughs) Maybe I shouldn't have said that. Anyway, I'm as surprised as you are, added Biden, moments before hacking up a classified document like a hairball. (laughs) In a press conference on Thursday, Merrick Garland announced that he was naming Robert Herr as special counsel in the investigation into Biden's handling of classified documents. Herr? That's it. (laughs) At this point, can every past president just stand up and turn out their pockets? Don't make us pick you up by the ankles, Jimmy. Carter. (laughs) (laughs) President Biden waved off the new discovery, explaining, as I said earlier this week, and by the way, my Corvette is in a locked garage, so it's not like they're sitting out on the street. Sure, when I'm pushing 80 down a straightaway with the top down, maybe a document or two flies out, but I don't know if they found any of those. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. (laughs) Of course, Biden's lawyers immediately reported finding a small number of documents and have cooperated to find and return any others. In the case of Trump, the National Archives tried to get the documents back, but Trump obstructed and refused for so long that the government had to get a warrant and search his house. Good news, everyone. The distinction is clear to most Americans, and the right-wing media had a meeting and said, let's skip this one. (laughs) 
one story the right wing is not skipping. The White House announced that President Biden does not support a ban on gas stoves after a Consumer Product Safety Commission official suggested a ban was under consideration, which ignited a brand spanking new culture war. (laughs) To be fair, it's a tricky issue. The new generation of induction ranges are better for cooking than gas stoves. But on the other hand, gas stoves give children asthma. (laughs) I'm really glad odorized gas preceded this modern Republican Party, because I literally think that they would oppose putting a smell to let you know that there was a gas leak in your house. Like, I don't want the government coming in here and making my gas smell. If I want odorized gas, I'll do it myself. (laughs) I would be remiss if I didn't address the most important news story of the week, the fact that Tom Hanks invented a cocktail just for me. So please welcome Holmes to the stage to join me in trying the diet cocaine. Hello. Hi, everyone. Everyone's like, I don't know. I'm actually a pretty important governor, so that's really crazy. No, sorry. <laughs> Do you know about the uh, Tom Hanks invented cocktail? I found out about it today. I don't know about it, but someone told me backstage, and I'm actually pretty excited to try it. It sounds like something that I might like. Yeah, so it's pretty complicated. Uh, it's Diet Coke, and it's champagne. <laughs> oh, there's a video. Roll the video. Shot of champagne in your Diet Coke. So, so I cap it yeah, off here? Just, 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 there you go. I'm this is exactly say, what the folks at Vouve Clicquot ho, intended, ho, by the way. Oh, by the way, that this is... This recipe can also be found in the book of the Revelation. That's right. Now, first of, of all, look at the color. Is it it's not, gorgeous. Is it not kind of gorgeous, right? It's like an American Aperol Spritz. And, and I want to say, happy 2023. Happy 2023. Oh, it's cool. They like it. All right. Thanks, You Hallie. can do anything when you're good at acting. <laughs> All right, let's do this. Let's do it. <laughs> cheers. Cheers, cheers, huh? To Perdition Road or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what it was called. Yeah, I know it's Road too. Okay, you- that was so much worse than I thought. <laughs> Backstage, they were like, do you drink? And I was like, how much do I want to lie? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. You do? It tastes like tap water in a place where you're like, I don't know if I want to risk it. And I love that. (laughs) I think that's cool. Like when you get a fountain Diet Coke and it's like, they haven't cleaned this in a very long time. (laughs) You know that like bar Diet Coke? You're like, nope, not right. This is not McDonald's. I wish I were somewhere else like McDonald's. (laughs) I actually really like it. I don't care. Um, Okay. Okay. so I won't th- ever have it again, but I'm happy I had it with y'all. <laughs> Holmes, everybody. <laughs> She'll be back in a bit. I think it's good. I'm going to make another one for myself. <laughs> I mean, champagne in many ways is the Diet Coke of drinking. You know? An ad for Mike Pompeo's new book, Never Give an Inch, features exactly one blurb from none other than Mike Pompeo. <laughs> And the title is not about my penis size, the blurb continued inexplicably. (laughs) Meanwhile, in their first legislative act, House Republicans passed a bill to strip out funding for the IRS, making it easier for the ultra-wealthy and corporations to cheat on their taxes. Uh, They're making M&Ms gay and hate your stoves? This press conference is over, said Kevin McCarthy. (laughs) California Congresswoman Katie Porter this week announced her 2024 bid for the Senate seat currently held by Dianne Feinstein. Adam Schiff, Barbara Lee, and Ro Khanna may also soon enter the race, even though Feinstein has not officially announced her retirement. Feinstein criticized her potential replacement, saying, and I quote, you're all blurry. (laughs) 
On Wednesday, the chairman of the Nassau County Republicans, which had endorsed George Santos, said George Santos's campaign last year was a campaign of deceit, lies and fabrication. I am calling for his immediate resignation. Unfortunately, George Santos is unable to resign as he is lost at sea, according to his twin brother, Jorge Santos, who, who it must be said looks a lot like George Santos with a mustache. Seattle's public school district has sued the parent companies of TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Snapchat, alleging they fueled a youth mental health crisis. Maybe Seattle wouldn't be having a mental health crisis if they brought back a certain radio psychiatrist. (laughs) Talking about Fraser. (laughs) Fraser Crane, originally of Boston, moved after his divorce to start a new life. Where? You're a syndicated radio host in two markets and you live in a fucking palace (laughs) with your dad who's supposed to be so elderly he can't do anything but in reality was like 58. (laughs) A Korean War wall of remembrance honoring veterans that was unveiled on the National Mall last summer contains hundreds of spelling mistakes, omissions, and other errors. His name was Alec, not Alex, and seeing you mangle his name like that made it feel like he was slipping through my fingers into the cold waters of Incheon and he was the love of my life said a weeping George Santos. (laughs) Brazil experienced its own January 6th on January 8th when supporters of former right-wing Brazilian President Jair Bolsonaro stormed government buildings in the country's capital. Bolsonaro himself is in Florida where he's reportedly once again been hospitalized. Now that he's no longer president of Brazil, he must be fulfilling his lifelong dream of almost dying in every major hospital in the world. Before the hospitalization, Bolsonaro was spotted wandering all over the Sunshine State, including being filmed in the aisles of a Publix and eating alone at a KFC. Happy to see Bolsonaro and I have the same retirement plan. <laughs> While touring and promoting his new memoir, Prince Harry has shared new details of his life inside the monarchy. For example, Prince Harry describes the moment a friend advised him to use Elizabeth Arden cream on his frostbitten penis following a trip to the North Pole, the same cream his late mother used, which is interesting since I didn't even know she had a penis. (laughs) Let's take a listen. My mum used that on her lips. You want me to put that on my todger? It works, Harry. Trust me. I found a tube, and the minute I opened it, the smell transported me through time. I felt as if my mother was right there in the room. Then I took a smidge and applied it down there. (laughs) Move over, Proust Madeline. (laughs) We're rubbing cream on our frostbitten penises and thinking of our mothers. It's sad, but it's weird. The memoir's title, Spare, is actually short for Spare Penis, Governor? Mine snapped clean off while I was at the Northie with my lads. In the wake of the holidays from hell, thousands more flights were delayed or canceled this week when a power outage knocked out the antiquated computer system used by the FAA. Sorry you missed your sister's wedding. The FAA had to use a paperclip to hard reset air travel in America. (laughs) Transportation on Earth was no better. A 17-hour train trip from Virginia to Florida turned into a 37-hour waking nightmare after a freight derailment forced Amtrak to take a long detour and the social fabric aboard the train slowly unraveled. As the train filled with trash and ran low on food supplies, passengers began fighting over the last cup of ramen in a dispute that one woman described as nearly barbaric. Hey, 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 hey. Save it for the airplanes. (laughs) This is an actual quote. Once again, for those of you that are calling the police, we are not holding you hostage, said a crew member on the train's public address system. (laughs) 
My we're not holding you hostage announcement is raising a lot of questions already answered by my announcement. In fairness to the conductor, they said the same thing at my AMC screening of Babylon. <laughs> Can you guys feel it? The overwhelming sense that we're on the verge of a golden age of train murders. They're back. <laughs> anyway, the worst part of the train ride, they did get to Florida. <laughs> Mike White, the creator of White Lotus, delivered a drunk and briefly spiteful acceptance speech at this week's Golden Globe, saying this. And Jennifer, I love you. Like, we went out with a show we wanted to do with me and Jennifer, and everybody passed. I know you all passed. You all passed on this show. And so, yes, it's very gratifying to have this moment. He was on vacation, thought of a perfect idea to spend the rest of his life being on vacation, sold it instantly to HBO, won every award, is a little annoyed about it. <laughs> I think that's cool. I think that's cool. Gwen Stefani is drawing criticism after saying to an Allure interviewer, I'm Japanese. <laughs> now listen, before you accuse Stefani of racism or cultural appropriation, stop and ask yourself if you really want to attack a woman of color. As harmful chemicals and toxins have been phased out since the 80s, scientists have found that the Earth's ozone layer has begun repairing itself and predict it will be fully repaired for most of the world by 2040. Oh, cool, no, that's awesome. Good for her, said Earth's glaciers. <laughs> Meanwhile, scientists have found that the Puerto Rican-crested anole lizard has changed and adapted to better acclimate to life in urban areas. And yet it's only when the Puerto Rican-crested anole lizard takes a break from its magazine job in the big city and comes home for the holidays that it will finally find love. <laughs> the cost of eggs in the United States has skyrocketed with prices averaging over $7 per dozen in California. Seems like none of these chickens want to work anymore. <laughs> I do genuinely like this godforsaken Tom Hanks concoction. <laughs> I mean, I have seven Diet Cokes a day. Can half of them be champagne? <laughs> Is that allowed? <laughs> After permanently shelving Sierra Mist, Pepsi introduced a new lemon-live beverage to compete with Sprite called Starry, which has adopted the slogan, Starry Hits Different. The original slogan was going to be, it's giving Sprite. <laughs> <laughs> to use Starry in a sentence, just so you get used to how you're going to use it, I'm sorry we don't have Sprite, is Starry okay? <laughs> and finally, the Mars Company has announced a limited edition product that only contains all female M&Ms, a little something for the dudes who think it's gay to eat an M&M. <laughs> a Mars spokesperson explained that these will be like regular M&Ms, except without the little penises. <laughs> when we come back, we found a copy of the new Secret House Rules. And we're back! Between Prince Harry waiting outside your house to tell you about a sex dream he had and Joe Biden wandering around Delaware with classified documents falling out of his briefcase, it's been a big week for secrets. A new, <laughs> a new House rules package went into effect on Monday night, and while the 55 pages are available for public perusal, there are rumored to be a few additional promises made, perhaps in writing, perhaps not, of which only a few House Republicans know the details. Reporters say they've confirmed the existence of a secret three-page addendum containing the most controversial concessions McCarthy made to far-right members in order to get elected speaker but McCarthy denied it. But he's a liar. <laughs> well, we here at Love It or Leave It managed to get our gay little paws on a copy. I'm excited to share some of its spiciest excerpts with you here tonight. Let's begin with Addendum 1. That's our secret music. 
<laughs> it says here, Kevin Owen McCarthy. This is uh, Addendum 1, Section D. Uh, Kevin Owen McCarthy, hereafter referred to as Little Bitch Boy, agrees that any single rank-and-file lawmaker may force a vote on any of the following motions. A motion to remove the speaker. A motion to retain the speaker, but require that the speaker shave his head and dress in such a manner as would befit the Blue Man Group. A motion to hotbox the speaker's office with farts. A motion that the speaker call a press conference and read aloud the following statement. Hey, America, Kevin McCarthy here. I just wanted to announce that the latest crime they're accusing Matt Gates of, it was me who did it. I have framed Matt Gates, who is innocent and handsome, for my heinous deeds. Please take me, Kevin McCarthy, to jail now. I am so unbearably horny for jail, as well as for teens. End of statement. <laughs> Yikes. Hope it was worth it, Kevin. Excuse me, little bitch boy. Excuse me. Speaker, little bitch boy. <laughs> when we come back, Michelle Hurd is here. Star Trek's James Tiberius Kirk once said, without freedom of choice, there is no creativity. Without creativity, there is no life. The body dies. Here to play a game about Star Trek entirely because we felt like it, it's the star of Star Trek Picard, the incredible Michelle Hurd. Hey, guys. Hi. Hello. Hi, thanks for being here. I really love this jumpsuit. Thank you. I love a good jumpsuit, right? Really cool. Really cool. Lizzie mm-hmm. Kaplan wore a jumpsuit in the final couple episodes of Fleshman in Trouble, which we'll get to later. Okay. Something I haven't been able to stop thinking about. Oh my goodness. It kind of fucked me up. Did you Sorry. watch Fleshman in Trouble? I'm going to bring it up a few times tonight, and I didn't know that I was going to do that, but that is what is going to happen. Shit, I need to watch it right now. No, it's okay. Okay. Whew. I feel like I haven't studied. I should have gotten a little heads up. What the fuck, I'm guys? Just saying. <laughs> you know that the show fucked me up. I'm obviously going to bring it up all week. Produce. <laughs> How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm so good to be here. You're going on a Star Trek themed cruise. I am. And is that for work well, or fun? Um, Both. Yes. You have to say it's for fun, but it's, it's a little bit so for work. It's for fun, but it's for work. Yeah. What kind of people I'm are on? Super excited about what it. What kind of people are on that kind of cruise? Trekkies. Diehard Trekkies. For a whole week, right? Trekkies out there, anyone? Come on. Yes. Oh, we did the fingers. That's cool. Mm. You did it. You did, did it. Did you do it? I can do it. You can, can do, do it. it. Hell yeah. That's a good. Although this one is a little not friendly. There you go. There right. you go. <laughs> Be friendly. You gotta be friendly. <laughs> um, now, you were also on Gossip Girl. I was. Which fans do you love more? <laughs> Star Trek. Hell yeah. Current gig. Smart. That's Trekkie, Joe Biz. Absolutely. <laughs> no, Trekkie fans are the best, though. They're not even fans. They're like family. It's true. What was your connection to the Star Trek universe before Picard? Um, serious. You know, I'm, I'm black and white. My father is a beautiful black man, and uh, he had three brown daughters and wanted to make sure that his kids saw themselves represented. And Nichelle Nichols was one of the only women of color that was on television. And yep, give her up. And uh, so that's where we, our first sort of sojourn into Star Trek world was, um, to see myself represented on uh, television. Have you seen Star Trek Undiscovered Country? No. The movie? Okay. Sorry. Let's Wait, which one was that? Because I did try to watch all of them at once I got the job. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Just uh, saying. That's the one where they do diplomacy in space, and they accuse Kirk and McCoy of, of doing a murder, but yes, really yes. They, was, they were framed. Okay. And there's a scene where Uhura has an incredibly funny moment mm. where she's racing to translate Klingon in real time. And it's a controversial scene because on the one hand, she's really funny in it. But the joke is a little bit that she's roughly translating mm. when really she knows Klingon she knows inside Klingon. and out. Mm-hmm. Don't we all? Other than Star Trek Picard, what do you consider to be the best Star Trek franchise? Is there something other than Star Trek Picard? That's um, so weird. There's, um, there's a couple. 
people refer to something like Deep Space Something. Some, Deep Space I've not seen that six? one. No. I'm a, I'm a next generation person. You're next gen? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're going to love our third season. I mean, can't we wait. got all of our next can't gen wait. people there. I was just cavelling the whole time. When I was uh, in college, I had this really long running dispute with my roommate, Sam, about how you pronounce the name mm -hmm. of Riker, the actor. His name is Jonathan F-R-A-K-E-S. Mm -hmm. And we, at the time, we couldn't find out how to pronounce it online. And I assumed for no reason that it was Jonathan Frakas. And it's Sam so correctly nice. said, no, 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 it, you're, you're wrong. It's obviously Frakes. But then we found out the answer because when he directed episodes of Star Trek, he had a nickname because he was so good at getting He's his so shots good. done quickly, so which is uh, Tutakis Frakas. I didn't even know that was his nickname, <laughs> Tutakis Frakas. I will call him that. <laughs> I'm going to call him that from now on. So I was right. You were right. Is space cold? Uh, <laughs> it's perfect temperature, actually. It's perfect. Because here's the thing. Here, oh, we're debating there's this. There's a reason for this. Okay. We're debating this because they say it's cold. Mm. They. You know, the, they say it's cold. But here's the thing. like, Because it's empty, famously. Well, okay, yes. Well, less than normal stuff. Yes. Like not, there's, it's more emptier there's than here. There's a lot of emptiness yeah. in space. But Which is something. If you were in empty space, like next to like the sun, it'd be very hot. That would be for very you. hot, very hot. Well, if there was a room in your house yes. that was zero degrees yes. Kelvin. Okay. But if you walked in, you boiled instantly. Mm -hmm. You'd say it was hot. Oh my god! Yeah. Think, yes. <laughs> Why are you trying to hurt me? <laughs> hey, another question. Please, please let me see these. None of them are on the cards. Well, it actually say it does say is space cold. <laughs> I'll be honest. <laughs> Uh, here's a question that's been on my mind a lot lately okay. for obvious reason, given everything that's been going on in politics. Do you think that when a character gets beamed down, they're being murdered and replaced? Or do you actually believe they're being sent? I've always believed they were being sent. The transport is one of the things that I wish I could take with me. But now that I'm being introduced to the concept that I might be dying every time I go down, perhaps it's not the best way of transporting yourself. Well, I just... How did you come up with this? I just think it's, well, just. I'm just curious. I mean, they copy you. Uh, well, uh, they don't, oh, I mean, they don't oh. send anything across. It's information. So they kind of like get well, your information. I think. But they use the energy from your body. My person. To make a new version of you. Down in earth or someplace. Hmm. I just think, what if every single time someone's being beamed somewhere, really just what you're witnessing is a murder. A little murder. All that the time. Is so because sometimes dark. it breaks. Because there was times when it breaks and then there'll be like two Picards or like half a Picard and half a Riker. Right. That's not one. But That's, that could have well, been one. Right, that could have been one. Been I would have like, to see that There's been one, like Goldblum-like fly things that have yes. happened. Well, but that wasn't Star Trek, but yeah. No, I know that was, I know that wasn't Star Trek, but there's been things like that that have happened with yes. the transporter. Our transporters are a little bit better than that. Well, sure. So, of course. You're from Picard. They've I'm really saying, worked on they they worked got that the shit out. It's not like Tesla hitting people on bridges. Exactly. They figured it out. We worked it out. We worked it out. We had some expendable people, and that's it, you know. So you don't feel like there's some kind of ongoing, um, massive conspiracy involving like mass murder involving the Federation, time. just murdering people for the convenience of beaming them there rather than transporting them I, physically. I'm gonna. I mean, that's what you're. That I'm seems to be to what you're saying. I'm gonna have to hold on to that and just. Uh, I'll, I'll look into that. I will. I like where you're going, it's all though. Politics it can't is politics. speak the truth. <laughs> Captain Catherine Janeway once said, "You can use logic to justify almost anything. That's its power and its flaw." Uh-huh. Which is why we're playing a game called Spare Trek, The Next Generation. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Aww, here's, Will. Here's a, 
<laughs> here's basically I'm here's how I'm gonna suck at this. Okay, you're go. gonna do great. Okay. Here's how it works. All right, Michelle is gonna be quizzed, and the question will be either taken okay. from Prince Harry's new autobiography mm. or from the life of Wesley Crusher, aka the Prince of the USS Enterprise D. <laughs> Two Nepo babies. Okay. <laughs> Are you Ooh. fucking kidding me? <laughs> Dictionary Nepo babies. Each and every... That is like, you can't do more... Ne- How do you get that job in the Enterprise? Fucking connections. His mother's a doctor on the this ship. This is true. <laughs> I am not arguing with you're, him. You, you're wharf. You fucking fight your way through the Klingon system. You end up on this ship, and then there's some fucking kid whose mom knew a guy. <laughs> such a good point. Wild. Oh. And I, look, great character. All right, Michelle, you're stalling. Okay, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, go. Hit me, hit me. Did right. Worf say this to Wesley Crusher, or did Prince Philip say this to <laughs> Prince Harry? <laughs> Let grow the luxurious bristles of a Viking. That's Crusher. <gasps> Incorrect. What? That is, Prince... <laughs> that is Prince Philip to Prince Harry about his beard. Who was sentenced to death for accidentally stepping on a sacred garden during a game of cash whilst accompanying their guardians on a diplomatic visit? Wesley Crusher while visiting Rubicon Three. Oh, that's the answer. <laughs> Wesley Crusher. God damn it. It was Wesley Crusher while visiting Rubicon 3. I like, ask me the questions like that all the time. <laughs> Who was nearly forced to play a game that would have led to an invasion and war? Well, I feel like it's Crusher because, uh, you know, what did those guys do? Yeah, we would know about What are it. they doing? You got it. Yeah. It's Wesley Crusher in the season five episode, The Game. Mm. Nice. Which one escaped from reality via game sessions where he played against someone known only as the Prophet? I kind of want to say Harry, just guys. Yeah, you got it. Uh, it was Prince Harry playing Halo at Eton. Which one, Prince Harry or Wesley Crusher, was found kissing a foreign dignitary and then was assaulted by her bodyguard? Harry. It was Wesley Crusher. He was a child. He, when he was kissed, he kissing someone? Well, he was, he was a teen. He did, you know? he did. That's and he true. Had, think, and he was, he was going through teen. it. He was going through it. He, he kissed it. Salia, the head of state for the planet Dalit 4, as we all know. <laughs> <laughs> Who gave this report of a military demonstration gone wrong? We performed a loop, and afterwards broke formation and attempted a Calvord starburst. We knew it was prohibited. We knew it was dangerous. But we wanted to do something spectacular for the commencement demonstration. We pushed Josh into it, and he wasn't ready. We thought we could do it. We thought we could do anything. We were wrong, and Josh died. <laughs> oh, poor Josh. Will. Wesley Crusher. Yeah, Wesley, yeah, Wesley Crusher. Wesley. Yes. In the first Will duty. Wheaton. Yeah, it's Will Wheaton. It is. It is. Uh, Badger, Casper, Nisha, Lizzie, Skippy, Emma, Rose, Olivia, Chimp, and Pell. Are these the names of Prince Harry's friends from Club H or the names of Wesley's fellow ensigns? Oh my God, I thought they were going to be like Harry's dogs. No, they're people. They're actually humans. Yeah. I kind of want to say Harry's dogs. Yeah, they're Harry's friends. <laughs> yeah. Was the Koh-i-Noor A, the world's largest diamond, with Prince Harry described seeing in his great-grandmother's crown, or B, the sister space station to Tarak-Noor, Deep Space Nine's Cardassian name that Wesley visits during his time at Starfleet Wait, Academy? Wait, what was the name of it? koh noor Harry. Yeah, you got it. You got it. <laughs> who was treated not unlike a young stallion by the older woman who took their virginity? <laughs> I'm sorry that that's when I made the oh. eye contact. Both. <laughs> no. This is our moment, huh? Okay, well, all right. Um, I like the answer of both. Um, 
it was Prince Harry. It was Prince Harry. Wesley Crusher, of course, lost his virginity in a now banned episode to the Galactic Superintelligence Q. No. <laughs> what? No. He so did. That was not real. That was not real. <laughs> They'd have to, they couldn't air that. True or false? Oh, Harry God. and Wesley both left their military services at the same rank. True. No, false. Harry. God damn it. 50 false. 50. Harry what? left as a captain. Wesley left as lieutenant junior grade after much less service than Harry. <laughs> it's all about who you know. Was the following quote Prince Harry describing his fight with his older brother William or Wesley Crusher in a fight with a crewman while at Starfleet Academy? Here's the quote Who do you think you're bullying? You bumped into me. It was your mistake. You were at fault. Do you want this to become violent? That's Wesley. Yeah, that is. It was Wesley who recognized when crewman Rondon said, you despicable melanoid slime worm, it was actually a test to see if Wesley knew that in Zandon culture, friendship required insulting him back. Wesley passed the test. Very well. Because he was a great student at the Starfleet Academy. (laughs) (laughs) Is that the last question? That was it? That's all we got? Okay. It was good. Challenging. I want to go back to thank you. I'm exhausted. That was hard. Um... Yes. So back to the replicator. So let's talk about the yes, replicator. Yes, the replicator. For a <laughs> um, Replicator's a good thing. We would like to have one of those now. But you? it seems like no. it seems like on some level, people don't like the food that comes out of a replicator as much as the real thing. Yes, because they don't really taste real. It just looks like it. Yeah, it just looks like it. Mm, yeah. God, what a bummer. Yeah. They totally. all talk about it like it's amazing, no, but like it's not it's a, like just, it's uh, not a, it's not a real chicken. No, parm. it's not. What's the difference? It's simulated. Simulated. <laughs> it's fake. Yeah. And you think the people being, you'd be fine being beamed down. And if you, someone said you could beam be, down. You guys, would you not want a transporter pad in your house? Yes, yes you could be anywhere you want. No traffic, no nothing. Come on. Now, now let me, this is better than Southwest. That's true. Now, let me adjust it for one second. Okay. Everything about it is exactly the same. They download your body in full oh my God. and they transport it and you're replicated exactly the same. Okay. But in this world, you don't just vanish. After they download you, someone comes in and shoots you in the head. Oh. Oh. But it's everything's the same. When you arrive at the new place, you just remember beaming. But your body is still alive, and they come in and they fucking murder the original you. You are awake. Well, that happens. You know it's happening. You see someone coming up to you. They come and they shoot you. They shoot you. And you can never go back to that body. No, that's over. That's dead. dead. But you've already been transported. So they they click the transport button. They know that it went through. And then they come out and they shoot you in the fucking head. (laughs) No one's for it. No one's for it. What's the difference? There's no goddamn difference. difference. There's no fucking difference. There is a difference. What's the difference? You can come back on a normal transport. No, no, you're still back. No, when they want to transport you back, again, they press the button, they transport you back, and then somebody down there fucking shoots. Oh my God. And they just recycle the bodies like a Klingon out the fucking airship. They go, (laughs) (laughs) it's the same. It's the fucking same. Don't get in it. Hey, Michelle, promise me that you won't. Now I really have to question it. I'll I'll hesitate next time. I will. (laughs) When's the next season of Picard coming out? February 16th. February 16th. Everybody check really out Picard. Fun, you guys. It's going to be really Michelle fun. Hurd. We'll awesome. see you at the rant wheel. Thank you Absolutely. so much. Thank this you, is so thank fun. You. Thank you. When we come back, more secret rules. Kate, don't go anywhere. There's more of Love It or Leave It coming up. Love It or Leave It is brought to you by Angels Envy. How can Envy be a motivating force that inspires people? I don't know. I mean, Maybe look at... Look at Elon Musk. I mean, just, you know, <laughs> and Envy makes the world go round. Envy and FOMO. That's basically it. That's a ba- yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's, the Half, that's capitalism. 
Envy is commonly regarded as a vice, but it can be a good thing. Envy can be a catalyst for creation, Ooh. inspiring the world to raise the bar. Okay. And Angel's Envy is a bourbon that is worth the envy. Yeah, I was wondering where we were going with this. Angel's Envy bends the traditional rules of whiskey. It's a little different from all other bourbons out there. This bourbon makes the perfect gift for any occasion. Angel's Envy are the pioneers of secondary finishing in bourbon and one of the first full production urban distilleries in downtown Louisville. With its unique bottle design, Angel's Envy bourbon finished in port barrels is sure to be the envy of any bar cart too. Look for Angel's Envy bourbon finished in port barrels. Please drink responsibly. Copyright 2024, Angel's Envy bottled by Louisville Distilling Company, Louisville, Kentucky. Live life at your pace. Click the banner or go to visitwilliamsburg.com to discover how. Because here in Williamsburg, life moves at one pace, yours. Scramble through our world-class golf courses or shop your way through the square. Be one with nature as you hike or bike through our parks and trails or hunker down at one of our breweries. And when it's time to eat, be sure to bite into our eclectic food scene. It's all waiting for you in Williamsburg. Book your trip today and live life at your pace. Disney Plus and Hulu are better together in the Disney Bundle with new movies and series. On Disney Plus, experience the full Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with new main show performances and acoustic collection. On Hulu, follow the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, played by Emma Stone in the award-winning film Poor Things. All of these and more streaming this month. Get the Disney Bundle with Disney Plus and Hulu. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details. And we're back! It's time to see what else was on the menu at Kevin McCarthy's concession stand. (laughs) Addendum 4, Section C. The House of Representatives shall appoint a select committee to investigate Twitter's shadow banning of Congresswoman Lauren Boebert. On January 5th, 2023, Boebert tweeted, I like my coffee like I like my preschools. No woke stuff in there. Followed by three crying laughing emojis. This tweet ate shit. (laughs) And Boebert, a veteran poster with over 2 million followers, can think of no innocent explanation. The United States House of Select Committee to investigate Lauren Boebert's underperforming tweets must have subpoena power, hearings, and access to, it says here, the real shit, the alien shit, the Kennedy shit. The committee shall be dissolved upon Elon Musk extending a public apology and turning over the contents of Hillary's DMs. Oversight is oversight. Let's get to the bottom of this. When we come back... Our Guide to Los Angeles with Julia Wick. And we're back. Love It or Leave It strives to think globally and act locally, which can be hard when your location is Los Angeles, California. Is it actually eight giant cities smushed together? Is it one gigantic strip mall? Is it a Saw-style psychological obstacle course designed by a supervillain, specifically the one who designed the interchange downtown? Here to give us a deep dive into the city that goes to sleep at 10 p.m., <laughs> it's the L.A. Times Metro reporter, Julia Wick. Hi. Hi. Welcome. Thank you for having me. So the reason I, I, I was excited to talk to you, because uh, there's nobody that knows Los Angeles politics better, there was a, a moment that transpired at a city council meeting that was extraordinary, which was a member of the city council got into a physical fight with a protester. And I do think that, A, it's, you know, we hear love it or leave it are officially messy bitches who live for drama. But also, I do think that, like, there's something really interesting about what led to that moment. So can you just tell people, how did Kevin DeLeon, a Senate candidate who once ran against Dianne Feinstein, end up in a physical fight with a protester at the city council? Well, so one small correction, it actually was at a children's toy giveaway. Oh, sorry. (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> Thank you. Sorry. I, you're right. I'm stupid. Yep. Uh, a kind of a, a more informal setting where, you know, I guess fisticuffs occasionally. Uh, it could happen. Um, but no, I mean, the context is that, and I don't know how much your listeners know about this, but last fall, a tape uh, came out that showed several very powerful members of the city council in a closed-door conversation with the leading labor leader in the city saying some pretty horrific things, a lot of racist things, and also really kind of scheming to maintain power. And the ramifications from that tape have sort of been permeating through L.A. politics and kind of upended it and have created chaos for months. Do you want to more specifically well, into the fight, though? Well, so this is what I think is so funny and important. Uh, so He was wearing a Santa hat and it fell off during, during the... As it would. So <laughs> two people involved in that conversation have already stepped down, right? Yes, exactly. Well, and one stepped down and one was turned out. Right. But Kevin DeLeon has decided to try to hang on. And one thing that I think is so funny is his way of hanging on has been to kind of sneak back into the city council with baby steps. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. So he was absent after all of this broke. He came to the first meeting after that. And then he didn't come for nearly two months to city council chambers. And the other thing I should say is that for months, L.A. city council chambers have been sort of a theater of the absurd where, can I curse on? You bet you can. I said penis a thousand times today. People are like, while they're doing very mundane city business, people are screaming like, fuck you fascists, fuck you. And then they're getting kicked out by cops in riot gear. And then, you know, someone is saying, okay, and like, let's vote on this motion. So it's this kind of very heightened, kind of scary atmosphere at times. <laughs> but so De Leon has like, to try to come back, he like showed up for five yeah, minutes. So he, then- he first comes um, to this meeting after nearly two months and he comes in for a few minutes, leaves. The next time he comes in and immediately they declare a recess because they're scared of losing quorum, not having enough members to vote if everyone gets up at once. So he just stays in the room for an hour by himself. <laughs> and then he leaves. Um, and there was kind of some mischievous about what was going on there. But then he, you can vote from outside the room, which is also kind of crazy. It, a while back, a city council president liked to go out and smoke, which is one of the reasons. <laughs> um, and also people like to have, you know, meetings with donors, meetings with lobbyists, do other things in these kind of back chambers behind. And so he voted but wasn't in the room. And then uh, winter break happened. He came back and he came for the first meeting on Tuesday and he never sat down, but he was in the room for the I entire I fucking love meeting. it. I love it. It's like he's like weaning himself. It's like he's like, we're building a tolerance for him still being there, I mean, you know? tactically kind of brilliant. There were a lot of questions about whether, if and when he came back, whether they would be able to maintain order enough just to conduct like very basic city business. And this seems to have kind of worked. Like, there's still protesters screaming, you know, he needs to resign, et cetera, et cetera, and people are getting kicked out of the meeting. But they're running meetings. I gotta tell you, it's not a great proof point, but it is a proof point for the never resign theory. (laughs) Like, if George Santos was my best friend, I'd be like, you fucking stay. There's nothing for you after this. Hang on. Hang on for dear life. Because if he had resigned... He's out of politics because he had a, a was part of a, like a horrible racist conversation. But if he hangs on, he's I mean, in the city that's council. Very much his hope, I think. And the other thing I should say, by the way, is there are people who come to every meeting from his district who speak in support of him. So it's not like he does not have a certain amount of support in his district. So I do think that, like, for people outside of Los Angeles, I do think that there's sort of like a story here that's about 
uh, something broader than what's just happening in this city, which is like, this is a, a city that is, there is no Republican anywhere involved in any of this. This is 100% democratic dysfunction through and through. And we just went through an election where a former Republican business person almost defeated Karen Bass, a Democrat and longtime like Los Angeles politician, because Mm -hmm. people are so frustrated by a lot of the dysfunction in the way the city is run. Can you talk a little bit about the kind of progressive insurgence that we've seen in recent years to kind of change the shape of the city council and what's been happening in terms of like the ability of the city council to actually address some of the post-COVID housing rules and like what's actually happening in this only democratic city where every problem is a democratic problem? That's very good and very accurate framing in terms of it just Yes, every problem is a democratic problem. The only thing I would say, though, is, I mean, Crusoe lost by nearly 10 points. So there were moments where it appeared like he was going to kind of surge forth. But in the end, she won with the real mandate. But yes, there's a a couple of factors of this kind of progressive surge. um, And it's been happening for a couple of years. One thing I'd point to was the pandemic and George Floyd's murder and the ensuing protests both really put Klieg lights on the functions of city government. And L.A. is a place where many people don't know who their city council person is, if they even know there's a city council. And suddenly people were going out to protest. They were thinking about LAPD funding. They also were very aware of suddenly who Garcetti was, who these people who were making decisions about closures were that they were weren't happy with. And so that really, I think, activated a lot of people to start thinking about it. Um, The other really big factor that we've seen play out in elections, there were reforms that went into effect in 2020 that moved elections from odd years to even years. And again, that sounds really small, but L.A. city elections had been held in off years, odd years, for more than a century. And what that meant in the last few decades is the people who show up in odd year elections was a really small slice of the electorate. And so in a majority-minority city where most people rent, the people who were deciding elections were whiter, older, and more likely to be homeowners. And And that's now changed, right? And now you see, like, Nithia get elected, and you've seen, like, Ugo get elected, and, like, a bunch of progressives be able to kind of defeat city council members when before, like, incumbents never got tossed out. so it was pretty much, like, every now and then an incumbent would lose, but it was a little bit like snow in L.A. Like, was that rare? And we had Nithya Raman's election in 2020, which was, again, the first year these reforms went into effect. And then in the last round, in 2022, we saw two incumbents lose their seats, which is just a crazy kind of thing to see in L.A. politics. And not only did two incumbents lose their seats, but both lost to candidates who were uh, DSA and other like lefty grassroots endorsed candidates in their 30s. So that's a real kind of sea change just in who's even on city council. So that's been super interesting. So one thing that I think people outside of LA don't understand that I didn't really fully understand until I lived here is that there's a strange thing in which in LA, the mayor is kind of weak. The city council is very strong, but then we live in Los Angeles County, which is what? 10, 11 million people. 10 million people, yeah. And is governed like, you know, places with 10 or 11 million people, they have state legislatures with governors and two bicameral legislatures. We have five people. So in states with 11 million people, they'll have a state senate, a state assembly, and a governor. We don't have that. We have five people, five members of the board of supervisors. Nicknamed longtime five little kings because they were so powerful. 
And, and now it's women. And so we have those five people oversee the county, then the city council oversees the city and exactly. the mayor. And the mayor has like some, is a weak mayorship. It's a relatively weak mayorship. I mean, the mayor has, it's a real bully pulpit. As the mayor of America's second largest city, you get a lot of press. What you want to push, you can really push. And you can do a fair amount with like appointments. Like you appoint the police commission, who has a lot of say over the LAPD. You have these kind of things, but yet you do not, the council is much more powerful. And the council is also really small for a city of our size. And so each of them is really powerful. Is there any hope that there will be actual structural reforms that will either give the mayor more power to help make decisions around, say, issues like the unhoused or to have powers devolve from the supervisors down to the city? Because it just seems like unless we make those kinds of structural changes, a lot of these problems are in many ways like unsolvable. I mean, I think a big issue in homelessness has been kind of the fractured power between city and county. But powers wouldn't really go from county to city just because it's two separate entities. But one thing on Karen Bass's very first day as mayor, she declared a state of emergency on homelessness. And so what that actually, one of the things that does is really gives her more power to act immediately. The council has to approve that state of emergency, but then she can move much more quickly on a lot of things. And then in terms of reforms, there's been a lot of reform energy specifically around the council in the wake of these tapes. Um, Two things that are kind of on the horizon, an idea to make the council bigger. So right now, each council person, there's 15 of them, represents a little more than a quarter million people, which is unlike any other city in the country. But the problem, so here's the tricky thing, is that in order to change the city charter, which is a kind of our constitution, it has to go to a vote of the public, which is a good thing. But... People don't want to vote for bigger council, sounds like more government. So that has been put to the public as a vote before, and it didn't pass, I think, somewhat for that reason. And so it'll be really interesting to see if that ends up going to the public for a, a vote for what's called a charter amendment and kind of what the energy is around it, you know, in 2024. All right, now let's get to some hard questions. Okay. <laughs> Should I take my parents on the Angels Flight funicular downtown or just skip it and go to Grand Central Market? Take pictures in front of it, go to Grand Central Market, walk through to the other side of the street and take them into the Bradbury building. Wow. That's expertise. (laughs) The La Brea Tar Pits, our best tourist attraction or a big stinky hole? Oh, gosh. I just think of the scene in, was it My Girl or My Girl 2, where she throws the ring in to... (laughs) That's correct. (laughs) I'm sorry. I, I don't think that was the right answer. They're fine. My girl, too. What a money grab. (laughs) She's just moving on? I don't think so. The Cheesecake Factory at the Americana or the Cheesecake Factory at the Grove? You know, covering the mayoral race, I went into the Cheesecake Factory at the Grove to validate my parking more than once after campaign press conferences, and it was a very surreal experience. You didn't eat? Well, I mean, I had to, like, file a story. I just had to validate my parking after driving to the Grove. Sometimes you can just sit at the bar. I I should have brought my laptop and kind of worked from the Cheesecake Factory. Do you like the Cheesecake Factory? Yeah, it's fine. Can I I tell you something? I think you really like the cheese. I think you've had dark moments of the Cheesecake Factory. Um, I have to tell you all something. I have been ordering from the Cheesecake Factory, delivering to my home. I'm saying at least twice a week for the last month. I'm saying that I have a fucking sickness. (laughs) What do I do? (laughs) How do I stop? And every time I get a piece of cheesecake, every fucking time, what, what do I do? I'm getting the egg rolls every time. What do I do? I think the bigger problem is that you're still drinking the Diet Coke champagne. 
This is a great crowd. <laughs> in and out fries, yes or no? Love. Unbelievable. Last week, the New York Times published an essay titled, Is New York Turning into Los Angeles? As Proof the Peace Positive... Stop being so obsessed with us. Yeah, thank you. As Proof the Peace says, New Yorkers drive more and ride the subway less. They're eating earlier, dressing sloppier, and doing ketamine. (laughs) Your thoughts? I think the New York Times style section has a very particular idea of what Los Angeles is. That is true of, like, a portion of the city that is, you know, in, like, the tri-hipster area around Silver Lake, Echo Park, Los Feliz, and then, like, Abbott Kinney and, like, anywhere no one has, like, a day job and everyone's just, like, out having lunch. But, like, that's not the L.A. that, like, many people know and love. It's kind of like when they said no one ate bread and you're kind of like, this is not the richness of the city that I know and love. Yeah, we eat bread. They put it in the bag. Both the sourdough and that sweet brown bread. <laughs> Sorry, is that the cheesecake? Yes. I've never had takeout from there, so I just don't know what It's they... the same bread they put on the table. <laughs> Do you order from the Grove or the Americana? The Americana now, because I've moved east. Over the last week, Los Angeles has had an incredible amount of rain, and every roof in the city is leaking. If New York was going through the kind of shit weather that this city is having, it would be on the fucking cut it would be on Vulture. It would be the Times wall-to-wall coverage. There'd be coverage of the coverage. There'd be cultural commentary about the coverage of the coverage. What are we going to do? When's LA going to get its due? This whole state can be on fire. The New York Times is like, it's like a fucking line like next to a bus plunge in Venezuela. I don't want to bring up another podcast on a podcast. I feel like that's probably bad. But it was, we'll it. It was the daily this morning. Was the rain? They finally, they finally decided we exist. So Mike Barbaro can make his little noises. <laughs> Everybody, give it up for Julia Wick. Check out all our work at the LA Times. Thank you so much. Thank that you was for so great. Me. It was wonderful. When we come back, the Ussie Awards. And we're back. As they do every year, the American Dialect Society recently dropped the word of the year for 2022. What gem of the English language that they celebrated their voting ceremony at the Hyatt Regency Denver at the Colorado Convention Center in Denver, Colorado, according to their press release? That's right. It's Ussie. I know, but I can't. Honestly, I swear to God, if you just say it alone, if you just, I'll do it once. Ussie, you feel disgusting. Ussie. I can't say it. I see people I know. Here to celebrate the Ussies. See? You fucking, you see how it's gross? Here to celebrate the Ussies of the world and to honor the other award winning terms that defined a year, please welcome back Holmes. I'll say Ussie all you want. <laughs> how are you? I'm doing great. I want you to know that I'm, I'm feeling Ussiastic. <laughs> Oh, you're still, you're still doing this. This is like my third. No. It's bottomless Tom Hanks' tears today. I love it or leave it. <laughs> okay, incredible. What does Ussie mean to you? What does Ussie mean to me? Ussie... Sorry, I'm getting emotional. <laughs> um, <laughs> I grew up on Ussie. Um, <laughs> no, Ussie actually does mean a lot to me, though, because like genuinely going down on Ussie versus Ick is so much better, you know? Can I say that? You can say that. Um, so even though I like both, I prefer Ussie. <laughs> so it means a lot to me, you know? I'll never forget my first one looking in the mirror right after a big Ussie and just being like, my lips have never looked better. 
Um, but also, I love politics. <laughs> and other stuff other than that, too. I'm also, you know, I don't just... I'm not just, you know, thinking about Ussie all the time, but what is it, 70% of my day? Sure, I don't know. <laughs> What's a word or phrase you've seen online you genuinely do not believe anyone has spoken out loud? Mine is based. Use that in a sentence? This shit is based. <laughs> <laughs> is there a word or phrase that you would use to describe your 2022? Yeah. My 2022, I would say, you gotta be fucking kidding me. <laughs> Question for you. Have you seen Fleischman is in trouble? And do you know why? I haven't seen it. Don't, are, don't set ask, the drink down. Can I ask you a question? What? I've never seen anything online. Um, are you a 40-year-old Jewish boy from New York? Thank you. <laughs> because if you are, you should watch it. <laughs> because it's very intense. I will watch it. And a lot of people don't know this about me, but I am a 40-year-old Jewish man from New York. <laughs> I That's just dress cool. a little different. <laughs> um, there's a character in it that um, has a John Irving book while going to see the Virgin Suicides okay. when they're 20. And it's like, hey, get out of my fucking brain. <laughs> I don't care if you have seen Hulu's Fleischman is in Trouble, the adaptation by the author. It's all I'm thinking about. <laughs> it's all he's thinking about while I'm over here thinking about Ussy. <laughs> no one's laughing enough. And I know a lot of you guys are thinking about it left and right. I'm Go really one by one through the crowd. Do you think is who is thinking about it the most? I literally saw a guy straight ahead of me going like this the whole time. Every time I said OC, he was like this. <laughs> and I was like that. I was just like, I know exactly where you're at, but it's okay. Everyone loves OC, but we'd be remiss if we didn't salute the other words and phrases that started on the bottom and came out on top. So please put your hand up if you would like to see if you know the winners of this year's Ussie Awards. Woo, hands up is what we said. Okay. This is the OC Awards music. <laughs> The lights went down instead of up in the crowd. Okay. <laughs> Can we get some lights up? Oh, here we go. Here we go. Let's bring. Oh, Whoa, oh. Brian, that hand went up so fast. Hello. Hi. What's Hi. your name? My name's Sophie. And shout out to Pat. Shout out to Pat. Well, you're out there doing your thing, Pat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pat really needed that. Um, okay. Ussie may have won Word of the Year, but it had some stiff competition. Now, didn't it, Pat? Including Dark Brandon, Quiet Quitting, Riz, Slava Ukraini. My question to you, what is Riz? <laughs> it, and do you want, you want multiple choice or you want to discuss right off What's the bat? What's Riz, Sophie? Is Riz when like, like in Young Frankenstein when they get all dressed up? That's not anything. <laughs> That's not like something. That's nothing. That you didn't describe a thing. Oh, you mean like the Ritz, like putting on the Ritz? Yeah. No. Oh. <laughs> that could I have been me. Rizzing is what I'm doing to you right now. We're being rizzed. Oh. I think it's like, oh. I'm addicted to it. Okay. So, ready? I'm going to give you um, some multiple choice. Ready? Is a Riz a, a genre of TikTok dance doing the Riz? Have you seen that? Okay. B, <laughs> B, the little weed crumblies that inevitably end up at the bottom of the bag. Yum. C, effortless attractiveness or style. Okay, Riz. Or D, a word describing the futile rage you get from reading something stupid on the internet. What is it? Can I phone a friend? Sure. Is it Pat? Because, okay. <laughs> we think it's C. Ding, ding, ding. C is correct. This makes so much hey. sense because when I'm walking down the street, a lot of people are like, Riz, 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 Riz. They're like, Holmes, you've got 
You've got Riz. Literally. And I'm I always, think, I'm always like, like, go fuck yourself. And I'm like, I didn't know. <laughs> it's been happening all the time. You didn't know. It's been happening left and right. And I've been like so mad. And now, now I know. Thank you so much. Sophie, you want to do another one? Let's do another one with Sophie. Okay. We're going to keep you. And I'm sorry for sort of passing you along like that. We're keeping you for the next one. Thank you. Who is Pat? Uh, he's, he's my age gap boyfriend. Sorry, age gap boyfriend? Like an air gap laptop? <laughs> Like a boyfriend that's not on the internet? What? My what you, age gap boyfriend. What's age gap? You mean just he's older? Yeah. So why did you include that information? Wait, wait, wait. Sophie, wait. is this a cry for help? Sophie, and we want to hear what you have to say. No. <laughs> but why did you include that information? We didn't know anything about you, him, your life, nothing. Why? It was specifically to make this friend laugh. Did it work? Oh, that's cute. She's rezzing. Can you pass the mic? Can you pass the mic? Hi, what's your name? I'm Simona. Hi. So you don't like this relationship? Simona, that's going to make us mess up no, Sophie's I love name. Pat. You love Pat? He's just my age gap boyfriend, and we love him. Say how old he is right now. He's 32. And how old are you? Um, 24. No. Oh, gross. Monster. <laughs> kidding, kidding, kidding. No, stop. He can't take but it. But all I'm asking is, like, why doesn't he date his 32-year-old friends? I'm kidding. I'm not even like that. We're not but. even kidding. We're kidding. Uh, <laughs> Let's but, get so into the, it. but the age difference is a big deal to you. Uh, it can be sometimes. Like when he's sort of like, my back hurts, and you're like, one more. <laughs> <laughs> it's more like when he's watching this show and he understands all the references. <laughs> so, Sophie, we honestly, you're my age we, got, friend. we gotta keep, we gotta keep moving. We gotta keep moving. It's a pleasure to present you now the category of most useful slash most likely to succeed. The word nominees are A, quiet quitting, also known as doing the minimum requirement for your job, a.k.a. doing your job. B, climate criminal, though when Taylor Swift does it, it's girl boss. Uh, C, long-termism, the ethical stance that future humans as matter as much as current ones. D, Riz, which we just learned about, or E, Nepo Baby. The children of celebrities are wonderful peers in the entertainment industry that we support. <laughs> what was the most likely to succeed word or phrase? Passing it to Simona. We're passing it to Simona and also to Ruth. Ruth, kind of the silent Look at these names. Ruth, these names. there's a TH, so sorry. You guys have the names of like, a, like an it? HBO Max show. No. Like incredible names. Can, can, can you believe that the joke Sophie, wasn't for Simona Ruth? Simona and Ruth? Jesus. Are it's all Ruth. of you on all, all of you on opiates? What? <laughs> it's Ruth, like an old lady, not oh, like Ruth. Ruth, like Ruth, yeah. Ruth, Ruth, Ruth right. and on drugs. Yeah, I'll tell you. I that. take back what I said. <laughs> that was my great grandmother's name, and she once threw a black and white television out of a window. What is your answer for Christ's Quiet sake? Quiet quitting. Yes, you got Quiet it. Quiet quitting. Jesus, take the mic away from Sophie. <laughs> Quiet quitting. Thank you all. We love you. Enjoy life with your elderly boyfriend. <laughs> I want to say so much more, but I'm not going to because I'm a good person. Okay, here we go. But I like you so much, and the only person I'm judging is Pat. Okay? Yeah, no, Pat. You understand Pat. a lot of references I don't understand, but that's because the age gap isn't it now. Okay, here we go. The next category is political word of the year. The nominees are... <laughs> oh, who do we go to? Obvious. This, okay. Someone older? Who said that? The you guys older are person. lovely. Yeah. Lovely. Hi, what's your name? He's mad. Craig is in the list. What? Craig. Craig is in the list. That's cute. Like Craigslist, misconnections. Yeah, here's the all thing. Those we heard Craig. Yeah. When you said Craig is in the list, we got lost in oh, it. Sorry. My last it made it harder, more... not easier, to figure out that your name was Craig. It was My cute. last name's it was Mennonite. Cute. So it's your last weird. name is Mennonite. You said your last name in full. Wait, uh, it's the descent. Men... Take the mic from him. Take the mic from him. <laughs> no. 
Go back, go back, go back, go back, go back. Give it to Craig. Hi, Craig. I'm sorry. I sometimes, I sometimes bully for fun. For I fun. Really it's a good that feeling. Too, Craig, I'm gay hi. too. Thanks for being yeah. here. <laughs> okay, here we go. Political word of the year. The nominees are A. Dobbs. The Supreme Court decision undoing Roe versus Wade. B. You guys, don't be booing. That could be really a good thing. We don't know yet. No. <laughs> okay. B. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm like, I had an abortion in the back. No. Okay, here we go. I didn't do that. We don't have everything. Okay. B. Pink trickle slash splash. A phrase I have never seen before to describe what happened during the midterms instead of the much hyped red wave. Okay. C. Slava Ukraini, the pro-Ukraine cry of glory to Ukraine. D, Dark Brandon, the extremely based <laughs> evil version of Joseph Robinette Biden. Craig, okay. what do you think? Oh, E, woman, life, freedom, which was rallying cry for women's rights in Iran following the death of Masa Hamini. What's the winner? Were the, what are the choices again? No. Quick. <laughs> no, Craig. Craigslist. We already, we already gave you the list, Craig. Hey, Miss Connections. It was Dark Brandon. Ah, of course. It was Dark Brandon. Let's go to somebody else. Hi, Hi what's your you name? Doing? I'm Kyle. Hi, Kyle. Hi. Um, you said your name with intense confidence. You have a, Your shirt is buttoned in a way that also suggests confidence. What's the secret to confidence? Buttons help. Uh, I don't know. Have I've, you always I've, been this confident? Uh, no, I, I got bullied a lot as a kid until I realized I was hot, so that was bullshit. So... <laughs> Kyle, you're going to make me tell you to sit down pretty soon. Wait, Kyle, what did you get bullied for? Uh, I don't know. I was I was a really like, hyper kid. and so and you got I was bullied also, for being hyper? People were like, stop eating candy. And you're like, fuck off. <laughs> it was more, well, kind of. I had a lot of energy that was not perceived as cool throughout until like 10th grade. And then I just started carrying myself with more of a confidence of a hot person. And my body Kyle, kind of adapted I've, I've to li- I'm liking you less and less with every fucking second. <laughs> All right, Kyle. That's the nominees for Digital Word of the Year are right. A. I'm sorry, man. Just to be a guy. Can you imagine if I did that? I was like, yeah, I was bullied, and then I decided to have posture, and guys started loving me. It's like, no, they were so mean. What's going on? Okay, you're right. Kyle, I love you. Kyle, we're, here's the thing. The jealousy coming off of us. I'm jealous. Yeah, we're both jealous of Kyle. Which we're is- so jealous of Kyle. It sucks. <laughs> Kyle, oh, Digital man. Word of the Year. Yeah. Chief Twit, a truly dumb nickname for Twitter owner Elon Musk. B, chronically online or spending so many hours online it starts to affect your connection to actual reality. Dash oodle, as in like wordle, basically something a little. Okay. <laughs> like so hurdle, absurdle, foodle. D, BFFR. Do you know what this stands for? I know what BFF stands for. R throws me for a loop. See, that's the thing that you only say if you got the confidence that Kyle brings to the table. I know. That's what sucks. I know, I know. Because he's got that confidence. I know. He's just fucking barreling Ky- through. Ky- he- Kyle, Kyle's like, I have to go to the bathroom, but everyone wait for me. <laughs> it's B for fucking real. That's what BFFR stands for. Okay. E, crypto rug pull. That's just cryptocurrency scams. Sure. F, touch grass. Something you tell someone who's chronically online. Or G, Dash verse, a suffix for the online world like Meta's metaverse. I'm gonna go chronically online. Incorrect. Damn. <laughs> it's gold. And finally, we've saved the best for last now, didn't we? Emoji of the year. The nominees are A, melting face, B, skull, C, saluting face, D, dotted line face, E, red flag, or F, colored box. What do you think? So originally I would have said red flag, but I know a lot of people 
like posting they're like oh i got this many letters correct on wordle and so those boxes would appear often so i'm gonna hail mary it and say the boxes no you're wrong kyle damn the winner is skull Damn. 2022 was all about the skull. Are you serious? Yeah, I think multi, multi face should have been, I think, is like a good good option as well. I need well. to call my friend Taylor because she's constantly using multi face for a cute moment and it means like death. She's always like, I'm in love. And I'm like, I think that's wrong. When my sister called off their engagement, though, they sent me only a skull emoji and I knew. <laughs> and on that note, Kyle, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Kyle. Thank you so much to Holmes. Go watch Welcome to Flatch on Fox. It's so funny. They're performing their new half hour in Chicago on January 28th at the Lincoln Lodge. They'll be back for the rant. Will we come back? See you soon. One more peek at the rule book. Don't go anywhere. This is Love It or Leave It, and there's more on the way. Live life at your pace. Click the banner or go to visitwilliamsburg.com to discover how. Because here in Williamsburg, life moves at one pace. Yours. Here, our waters are splashing and rejuvenating. Our history is for seeing and experiencing. Our theme parks are for riding and sometimes flying. And our great outdoors are yours for exploring and restoring. It's all waiting for you in Williamsburg. Book your trip today and live life at your pace. Disney Plus and Hulu are better together in the Disney Bundle with new movies and series. On Disney Plus, experience the full Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with new main show performances and acoustic collection. On Hulu, follow the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, played by Emma Stone in the award-winning film Poor Things. All of these and more streaming this month. Get the Disney Bundle with Disney Plus and Hulu. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details. Packages by Expedia. You were made to be rechargeable. We were made to package flights, hotels, and hammocks for less. Expedia. Made to travel. And we're back. I have to say, I'm not sure how Kevin McCarthy is supposed to actually fulfill all these promises. Addendum 13 just says, Kevin McCarthy shall ensure that Paul Gosar is popular in high school. (laughs) What? How? In the past? Is that supposed to be retroactive? How are they expected to make someone popular 40 years ago? There are several references to not having a core group from the prom. What does that mean, not having a core group for the prom? What's he supposed to do about that? And then addendum 15 reads, Marjorie Taylor Greene shall be the fairest of them all. (laughs) Did McCarthy promise to kill anyone fairer than Marjorie Taylor Greene? When we come back, (laughs) songbirds. And we're back. Of course, we couldn't get to everything in the news, so here to cover all our bases in song, it's the incredible Zach Reno and Jess McKenna. Hi. Hi. Welcome. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having us. Thanks thanks for being here. So, our pleasure. We're we're joined by our incredible guitarist, Brett Morris. Hi, Brett. Hi, Brett Morris. Thank you for being here. Here's how it's going to work. We're going to get a musical topic from the audience. Great. All right? And and the genre. You'll get the genre, too. Great. And you can just, you can do that. That's it. Yeah, that's fine. That's sometimes more than we get. That's wild. Let's find out. Are you like chat GPT? What? Say what? that again. Say it uh, one more time. All right, here's how it's going to work. <laughs> All right, so uh, what would you, people should just shout out a political topic of some kind? Doesn't have to be political. It could be anything. anything. It could be anything. It could be anything. Oh, and there's a bucket. Ha- oh, we have a bucket full of, what is this? Those Musical it's genres. genres. All right, should we want the genre first or the topic first? Let's get the topic first. Okay, let's get the topic. Actual reality. 
Virtual reality. Virtual reality. reality. Great. Virtual we'll try reality. not to retread what Jamiroquai already did so eloquently. Yeah. Famously. With that, that incredible moving floor. Oh, what a moving floor. And that cockroach, though? That's oh. where it ends for me. Uh, all right, I'm going to pick out a genre. <laughs> Someone recoiled. <laughs> I'm picking out a genre, okay? okay? great. All okay. right. Are you ready? Yeah. You ready? Country. Country. Great. Country, Country yeah. song okay. about virtual... Oh, here we go. Well, I lost my friend and I lost my job and I lost my lover too. What am I to do? What am I to do? Well, I flipped to another channel in my virtual reality world that I live in where I didn't lose my job or my friend or my lover. Yes, that's what I'll do. That's what I'll do. I'll buy me a plot of land in the metaverse and I'll raise some virtual sheep. I'll make a lot of virtual money that I'll virtually get to keep. And I'll buy a big old pickup or I'll buy a fancy car, but in VR. In VR. That's what I'll do. That's what I'll do. That was awesome. All right. Can we do one more? Can we do one more? We, we do, do, we we do, do a couple. Can we do multiple topics? Can yeah, you do of course. Multiple topics? Can we do another genre? I do love the idea that in your head, virtual reality is like. A channel. It's a channel. Yeah. It's still, I think it's cool. Channel. That's All right. what I'm still waiting for. Let's see here. Let's do like, let's do three topics at once. Can you do three topics yeah. at once? <laughs> calf tattoos. I heard, okay, I heard calf tattoos. I didn't hear that other one. Brazil insurrection, calf tattoos. One more. And the IRS. IRS, calf tattoos, and the Brazil insurrection. Yeah. Great. And then we got your top. We got And then we got to get a genre. Adult contemporary. <laughs> okay. It'll be good, hard without because, a sax, but uh, yeah. we'll Brett, do Brett, can you do adult good. contemporary? I'm sick of children's contemporary music. <laughs> oh, the IRS is after me. They came for my receipts. Because I got on a plane, went to Brazil to tread my feet. Because I'm angry how an election went. And I'll tell you what I'll do. I'm so angry about the election. I'm getting me a calf tattoo. And that's why I got two lines and a squiggly line. That's right, I got two, two lines and a squiggly line. But that's what it means if you could audit the meaning in my mind between these two, two lines and a third line but the third one is a squiggly line <laughs> Jessica had to do the chorus because I ate all three of the suggestions <laughs> in the verse alright we're doing we're doing can we do one more well, we're gonna do one more alright let's get two topics Stolen documents. Stolen documents. What? In and out fries. In and out fries. Uh, uh, classified stolen documents and rain. 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 Stolen. In and out fries Great. and stolen classified documents. And our genre is. And our genre is hip hop. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh. 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 
Yo, okay, hold up. Jessica McKenna! Every day the news, it gets more and more wild. It's like, ooh, get my fries, but they're animal style. And yo, oh, I got documents, and yes, I bet. You're finding them next to Joe and his Corvette. Oh, no, Delaware, do we care? I don't know, but we'll see when Merrick says so. So here we go. Stolen documents and fries, but also it's raining. Rain down on me. Rain down on me. What do I got to see? What do I got to classify me? Rain down on me. You come into my house for those documents. You can't read a single one. They're incredibly wet. They got rained on. Much to your surprise, I go out and celebrate with some in and out fries. Guess what? I'm back on the attack. I'm gonna celebrate by playing the sax. Jazz music. Rain down on me. Rain on me. Ooh, it's classified, so you're not allowed to see. But also, it's wet, cause it rains. For Brett, Brett Morris. Morris. Please. Brett Morris. Zach and Jess, thank you so much. Go listen to their podcast off book and watch their show Play It by Ear on Dropout TV. Yeah. When we come back, the rant wheel. That was so great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And we're back. A little housekeeping. Uh, grab your cape and strap in because X-Ray Vision now has two episodes a week featuring expert guests and unique analysis hosts Jason and Rosie journey through the hottest pop culture topics and test your fandom knowledge with panel discussions on your favorite franchises. Get ready for deep dives and more with X-Ray Vision every Wednesday and Friday. Don't wait. Tune in now wherever you get your podcast. Check out X-Ray Vision. It's awesome. Welcome back for the Rant Wheel. Hi, everybody. You guys know how it works. All right, we spin the wheel. We rant about wherever it lands. This week on the wheel, we have the Crown Act, gas price signs, minimum age for the military, signs on lawns that say, this is a no poop slash pee zone. I'm very interested in that. Interesting. Target self-checkout cameras. Fleischman is in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Naturopath (laughs) dentist and the 110 highway. Let's spin the wheel. It has landed on the 110. 110 Julie, I think that's you. I get there's a lot of things going on in the world, but not enough people are spending enough time talking about how stressful the 110 freeway around downtown (laughs) is. Like, it's not being discussed at all. And it's a really... Thank you. Thank you so much. You're so right. It's a really big problem. And, like, I'm from here... But I'm so stressed out because so if you don't live in L.A., you it's like all these different freeways are coming together. You have to try and get across a lot of traffic to get where you're trying to go. It's really scary. And then the directions are really unclear if you're not from here. So people are like stopped kind of in the middle trying to get over. And I always am like it's like a Tuesday at rush hour. And then I'm thinking about that line, the first line of less than zero. People are afraid to merge on freeways in L.A. And I don't like Brady Stinellis, but I'm also like, like, I don't want to be thinking about that. But I'm also like, I'm really afraid. And I'm thinking about dying. So now it's rush hour. I'm thinking about mortality. I'm thinking about Brady Stinellis. I just want to get home. I don't want to be here. I don't want to be thinking about any of these things. 
It's uncool. It's uncool. Do you think that that's why that guy jumped out of his Tesla and started attacking cars with a bat? I don't know that story. <laughs> um, Is that real? They haven't found him yet, but people thought he was handsome. <laughs> it, was, it was Kyle. <laughs> or was it? Um, thank you, Julia. Thank you. The 110 stinks. It's time we talk about it. Let's spin it again. It is oh, landed dear. on the Crown Act. The Crown Act, yes. Michelle, Does was everybody that you? know what the Crown Act is? No. <clears throat> the Crown Act is creating a respectful and open workplace for natural hair. And this is a real fucking thing. That's right. If you guys remember, there was that uh, a wrestler a while ago, a teenager, and he had locks, right? And he, his locks were unceremoniously hacked off by a referee because the other team said that it, that it was rubbing against the uh, player's face. And then the team was like, yay, thanks for cutting off your locks. This is bullshit. <laughs> See this hair? See this hair, you guys? This is, this is my fucking hair. <laughs> this is my crown. And it comes out of my head this way, naturally. Do you know children who look like me are sent home from school because their teachers say that their hair is unkept and looks messy and that they need to do something with it? This is unacceptable. You can be fired from your job because of this. And, you know, like even doing, you know, Star Trek, there was a moment that, you know, I wanted really, I, I made a point with my producers, I wanted her to have a, a, a huge, you know, sphere of curls, of unruly curls, because I wanted all these children to know that in 2400 in space, we're still there and alive, you know, loud, right? And still, even in that moment, my hair person, who's a wonderful person, I love her, she happens to be a white woman, she said at one point, she goes, you know what, Michelle, what would be really fun is that maybe there'll be a time when Rafi goes on a, ga- you know, like has a, a gala or a date or something, and we can make her look glamorous, and we can straighten her hair. And see, you guys, <laughs> I tried to say to her, why do you think Rafi would think in order to make herself look pretty, she has to have straightened hair? That's not beautiful. This right here is people are trying to make me homogenize this into a concept of beauty that I was never included in the first place. And it just, it just pisses me off. So now that you guys all know the Crown Act, we're pushing it forward. It's codified in 12 states. It's being discussed in 13. Paul Ryan just said no to it, by the way. Cory Booker posted it up, you know, presented it, fucker. So, you know, please speak on it. You know, when you see a child who's got curly, crazy hair, walk up to that child and say, hey, you got some fabulous hair. Go with your crown. That's the crown act. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Let's spin it again. It has landed on gas price signs. Really, really hard That's to go after me. that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's, it's not hard if, ass, if, you, yeah. if you shift the frame to like important stuff. This is unimportant things that I'm mad about. <laughs> gas signs are the only thing in the world that are allowed to list prices in fractions of a penny. <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> like, uh, gas prices being in a global market aside, like four ninety nine and nine tenths of a cent. Like, pennies as a currency are already garbage. Like, if you put a penny into a parking meter, like, I'm pretty sure it explodes or something. (laughs) Like, there's nothing you can buy for a penny. There's nothing you can buy for five pennies. So why are gas companies allowed to list 
fractions of cents on their signs as a marketing thing to me. Well, oh, gas is only $5. That's the end of the rant. I'm angry about it. I don't it understand. It, I don't, it's also so strange. And this, and you put it in your car, gasoline. And gas, you put it in your car, and the car goes. And it goes. And it goes, and you take the gas from the ground. And, and you, you take it out of the ground. And you put it in the car, and the car goes, and the price is on the sign? And the sign has numbers. And there's too many of them on And there's there. too many of them on there, and, that, and that's what makes your car go. Here's what people don't understand. It makes the car go. <laughs> And the sign and the numbers. And the sign and the numbers are out of whack. Too many numbers. I can't talk on this anymore. <laughs> Let's spin it again. <laughs> it has landed on... You guys, I didn't know this is what I was doing. I'm doing it, though. Naturopath dentist. Okay, we love you. Aww. Aww. I go, shut your fucking mouth during my set, then. Kidding, I love you to death. <laughs> really, I really like you a lot. Okay, here we go. Taking care of your body is already hard enough, right? I have like nine problems right now. Like half my face falls asleep. I'm shitting blood. I don't know what's wrong. <laughs> okay? No one's checking in. Okay? My brain is taking up enough time. So I go to the dentist. Like what? Well, every couple years we have to go to the dentist, right? I go home where my mom lives, Kansas City. I go to this dentist. <sighs> I get in. Immediately, I'm going for a cleaning. That's it, right? Immediately he shows me a chart, a bunch of different tongues. I go, what's going on? <laughs> Why am I looking at tongues? He's like, he's like, lift your tongue up. I'm like, I don't really want to, you know, and he's like, lift it up. And he's like, he's like, your tongue tied. I go, you're a liar. <laughs> um, he tells me that my tongue is too attached to the bottom of my mouth. Okay, this is a naturopath guy, right? He goes, that's why you have ADD. I go, don't be... <laughs> How'd you know I have ADD? <laughs> okay, so then he tells me my tongue's why I have ADD. We spend about two hours telling that, he, that he, they want me to make an appointment where he's cutting the bottom of my tongue out, okay? He's cutting my tongue. He goes, he goes, he goes, he goes, he goes, you're gonna be way better at kissing. I go, I, you might have to go to jail. <laughs> Okay? I actually think you might not be allowed to be around me, okay? But then what happens? He, he's talking nonsense like this the whole time. You have ADD, your tongue is broken. I'm like, I just want someone to brush my teeth. He's like, well, for that, we use an oil instead of toothpaste because toothpaste kills you. I'm like, no, it doesn't, okay? So then I finally leave the appointment. You think, oh, you go home, think that guy's a lunatic. No, I start researching that I got to get my tongue cut. You know, he totally got to me. I'm like, I'm fully like, I'm like, I'm like that's why all my problems exist. It's because my tongue's fucking weird. Everyone lift up your tongue right now. No, I'm not circumcised. <laughs> Everyone has a better tongue than me. Anyways, the point is, if you go to a doctor, make sure that it's a real doctor. Because shit's really, <laughs> shit's really scary out there. But your teeth look lovely. Thank you. Thank you. My teeth weren't good enough for him. He needed oh, to get like, under the tongue. So. Like Come on. Or... Thank you, Holmes. Thank you. <laughs> Let's spin it again. <laughs> Landed on Target self-checkout camera. Okay, so, you know, we're all looking for those simple pleasures in life to sure. get us through. A, a little stop into a Target on a Tuesday for one thing you need and nine things you don't. And you take your time. You're walking through some aisles. You're on an off time. You're not there when people are doing a big rush. You're there on a Tuesday at 11 by yourself, having just some me time, picking up new sponges. <laughs> makeup sponges getting a kombucha or something then you're checking you go by the dollar section you're like do I need Valentine's decor that I paint myself I might <laughs> you go to check out and you're like okay I don't know that I needed to spend $32.50 on this little jaunt that was unnecessary you're almost done right you look up that is the worst image of you you've ever seen in your entire life 
You look like a goblin. There's somehow they add seven layers of dark circle to your eye. There's something about the lighting on the checkout camera at a self-checkout at a Target that makes me like really, really re-examine how I see myself in the exterior world. I'm like, that's that can't be what I look like, Target. How dare you rob me of this joy and make the final thing I see my own darkened, circled eyes as I like scrambled it's hold it on my arms because I didn't bring in a bag because I was like, I'm only getting one thing and I don't want to take a bag because it's 10 cents and I have already skipped no bags because I'm a no bag person but then I'm like, now I need a bag because I got too many things and the last thing I see is myself as like a little goblin peering back at my, at my like scared visage. Otherwise, no notes on Target, you know, but like... <laughs> Perfect company. Yeah. Thank you, Jess. Let's spin it again super specific that's what we're looking for oh that's weird it's landed on Fleischman is in trouble I think that's mine Fleischman is in trouble how fucking dare you a couple points I'd like to make about Fleischman is in trouble one it should have some kind of a warning label on it if you're a Jew of the same age from the same place as the characters in that show they just let you hit play as a 40-year-old Jew, and all of a sudden you're fucking transported into this world where these people are basically you going through the things you're going through? That's allowed? And then, point number two, hey, Hollywood, <laughs> you have not been taking advantage of the treasure that is Lizzie Kaplan. Yes! Lizzie Kaplan, narrator, perfect, performance, perfect. There's more that Lizzie Kaplan can do. We should, Lizzie Kaplan should be in fucking everything. Point number three. If you're going to have a moment in a show where three 40-year-old Jews from New York, one divorced, one single, and one married, debates whose life is the worst, you're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed. That isn't right. That's not a nice thing to do, all right? It's not cool that those are the only three options. It's just not fucking cool, and you're not allowed to talk about it. You can't just put that in a show. It's not right. And here's another thing. You need to tell me I'm going to cry this much when I watch Fleischman is in Trouble. Because it's not like, look, I cry at the end of everything. <laughs> but, like, nose snuff cry? Like, nobody told me that that was going to happen to me. Also, I'm, here's the thing, and this is the most important point. I'm doing great. <laughs> Shut up. Cut that. The fucking... Here's another thing, all right? Fleischman is in trouble. You don't get to use fight song like this, all right? They use fight song three times. One time, it's just fight song because it takes place in 2016, the recent past. The second time, it's two children singing fight song and I weeped. I wept. They used fight song in such a way as to make me weep. Unacceptable. And then the third time, and again, this goes to my earlier point about it needs a trigger warning for 40-year-old Jews from New York. They sing it in Hebrew. You're going to use fight song in Hebrew, and again I'm weeping? You're going to have covers of Dancing in the Dark? You're going to have covers of Dancing on My Own? And I'm going to cry during both of those two? And the point is, is that I'm fine. Maybe you have to do fight song. 
this is my fight song, take back my life song. Just don't play it. <laughs> Brett, don't you fucking dare. You put the, don't touch that guitar, Brett. Brett, you put that guitar down, Brett. And that's the rant wheel. <laughs> when, we, when we come back, we'll end on a high note. And we're back. Here it is, this week's high note. Hi, love it. This is Amanda in Virginia. And I have been looking forward to sending in this high note for a very long time. I have been desperately trying to get out of a job that did not bring me very much joy and was really kind of sending me down a bad path mentally. Um, and I am calling because on Wednesday of this week, I started a new job where I'm already feeling more fulfilled and more valued as a person and as an employee. And I look forward to continuing to spend my Saturdays listening to Love It or Leave It and all of the wonderful things that you guys at Crooked put out there. Thank you for the high notes. Thank you for the laughs. And thank you for keeping on going, even in the weirdest times that we have ever seen politically. Take care. Hey, Love It. My name is Claire, and I'm calling from Atlanta, Georgia. My high note is that after two and a half years, I finally graduated with my MBA last month. I started my MBA program during the height of COVID in August 2020 and managed to complete it while also navigating life with a chronic illness and planning my wedding. I've never been more proud of myself. My husband and I listen to your show every week. Thank you for bringing light and laughter to our lives during a very stressful and chaotic time. We love you and we love your show. Take care. Hey, love it. It's Kyle in Chicago. Uh, my high note this week is that my friends, Adam and Jeremy, finally got their adoption fulfilled with two beautiful twins. They came back from their honeymoon and are now dads. It is so inspiring to watch them grow into this new role, and I know they're huge fans of the show. Thanks for everything you guys do. Take care. Hi, love it and friends. This is Liz calling from Orange County, California, and my high note this week is that my son who came out as trans last year and uh, is celebrating first year being trans and open and out, uh, just made the boys volleyball team in his high school. So it's pretty exciting. It's pretty neat to see him come out and be his confident, true self and really feeling like he finally fits into his world. It's amazing to watch and amazing to see how many people support and accept and we are very, very fortunate that the athletic director was super on board with him playing and saw his athletic talent beyond his identity. And honestly, just everything you guys do for the LGBTQ community and the kids, um, especially in this world where it feels like trans kids are being attacked specifically, we really feel like we have a home listening to Love It or Leave It. My son and I will listen to it and laugh together and just thank you for that, and I hope more kids can hear you and hear the messages and know that there's hope out there and that there's acceptance and love. So, yeah, I'm excited to see you live for my birthday on the 19th this week, so I'm so glad you have your residency. Yeah, have a great week. Thanks to everybody who sent in a high note tonight. If you want to leave us a message about something that gave you hope, call us at 323-538-2377. That's our show. Thank you so much to Michelle Hurd, Holmes, Julia Wick, Zach Reno, Jess McKenna, and Brett Morris. There are 661 days until the 2024 elections. Have a great night and have a great weekend.
Love It or Leave It is a Crooked Media production. It is written and produced by me, John Lovett and Lee Eisenberg. Kendra James is our executive producer. Brian Semmel is our producer. And Malcolm Whitfield is our associate producer. Hallie Keeper is our head writer. Sarah Lazarus, Jocelyn Kaufman, Pullaby Gunalan, and Peter Miller are the writers. Bill Lance is our editor. And Kyle Seglin and Stephen Cologne are our audio engineers. Our theme song is written and performed by Sure Sure. Thanks to our designers, Jesse McLean and Caroline Haywood, for creating and running all of our visuals, which you can't see because this is a podcast. And to our digital producers, Narmal Konian, Zuri Irvin, and Milo Kim, Mia Kelman, and Matt DeGroote for filming and editing video each week so you can. You can find those glorious videos at youtube.com slash C slash Crooked Media. Live life at your pace. Click the banner or go to visitwilliamsburg.com to discover how. Because here in Williamsburg, life moves at one pace, yours. Scramble through our world-class golf courses or shop your way through the square. Be one with nature as you hike or bike through our parks and trails or hunker down at one of our breweries. And when it's time to eat, be sure to bite into our eclectic food scene. It's all waiting for you in Williamsburg. Book your trip today and live life at your pace. Sofas, recliners, love seats, everything is better in leather. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley, where bold meets durable. And wait a minute, who's been finger painting on the couch again? That's okay, leather is easy to clean. The new leather collection at Ashley is built with the durability you need for the whole family. Yes, pets too. Luxury is meant to be livable. Shop chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.